Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to my podcast, But First Pivot. I'm Danny, registered dietitian, certified sports dietitian, and CEO of Pivot Nutrition Coaching. I'm here to share my all foods fit approach and real life client success stories to inspire you to pivot away from all the fad diet nonsense and confusion. My goal is to simplify nutrition so you can enjoy foods you love like donuts and pizza and still achieve your health, performance, and body composition goals. Hello, everybody, and thanks for tuning in. I am so excited for today's episode because I'm going to talk about one of my favorite things reverse dieting. But before we dive into what reverse dieting is, who would benefit from reverse dieting, first we need to go over some background education. Let's talk about three different calorie ranges, a calorie deficit, maintenance calories, and a calorie surplus. So a calorie deficit is when you consume less calories than your body burns or expends. To lose fat or to lose weight, you have to be in a calorie deficit, always and forever. You have to be in a calorie deficit in order to lose. Now, calorie deficits are not as fun as they sound. A lot of our clients get very excited for the fat loss phase or to go into a cut or deficit, but it's not as fun as it sounds. Yes, the outcome is exciting when we're consistent, but the process itself requires a lot of discipline and consistency, and we'll dive into that in a little bit. Maintenance calories. This is where you maintain your weight within a few pounds. It's important to note that maintenance calories can change based on your body composition and your activity level and that maintenance calories is not a set number. For example, let's say that you weigh 150 pounds. Your maintenance calories might be an average of 2,200, but that doesn't mean that if you eat 2,300, you're going to gain weight because you're in a surplus. Maintenance calories is a range. For example, maybe it's between 2,100 and 2,400 calories because, again, maintenance calories, your weight can fluctuate about one to five pounds. And last, calorie surplus, that's when you consume more calories than your body burns or expends. To gain weight, you have to be in a calorie surplus. So those are the three different calorie ranges, a deficit, maintenance, and a calorie surplus. Now, I also want to make sure that I remind everybody that a calorie deficit is a stressor to the body. It doesn't like it. The body wants to be at maintenance. This is where it feels fed and it feels safe. Our bodies are extremely smart and they are designed to do one thing that's unfortunately not look great in a bikini or without a shirt on. Our bodies are meant to survive. That's its number one goal, survive. And the body has all these mechanisms in place to protect us, to keep us safe, and to keep us alive. So if you continue to diet and eat in a deficit for extended periods of time beyond 16 plus weeks, you're likely going to negatively impact your metabolism, downregulate sex hormones and thyroid function, 
your ability to lose body fat, and you're probably not going to feel super great when we're in a consistent calorie deficit. We might hit a plateau that we can't break. This can be a sign from your body saying, enough is enough. I need a break. Basically, fat loss is not something we should focus on all year. It seriously breaks my heart to think that some people are always trying to lose weight. Always. They're always trying to lose weight, and it doesn't have to be this way, and it shouldn't be this way. Now that we have more background knowledge, let's dive into reverse dieting. Reverse dieting is the process of slowly increasing calories, eating more food, and getting back up to maintenance calories. Reverse dieting is what you should be doing once you finish a diet or a cut or a fat loss phase, or what you probably should do if you've been intentionally or unintentionally under eating for over three to six months. 95% of fad diets fail because one, they're unsustainable, and two, once people finish a diet or achieve their weight loss goal, they often don't slowly work their way back up to maintenance. The weight gain that happens after a diet is called rebound adiposity. This said, a reverse diet can help prevent that weight regain after you've successfully lost weight or body fat. Another way to explain it is that reverse dieting is basically the opposite of dieting. When we diet, we reduce calories over time in order to see weight or fat loss. With reverse dieting, we are slowly increasing calories over time to get back up to an adequate intake, aka maintenance calories. Now, when it comes to reverse dieting, there are three potential outcomes when it comes to your weight or body composition. Number one is weight loss despite introducing more food into the equation. It's almost as though the body is so excited it's finally being fed and moving towards feeling safe. Weight loss can be a fun side effect of a reverse diet It is not the norm for most people, and we have to explain this to our clients because we do have some success stories of reverse dieting clients, and they look significantly leaner, and they've lost sometimes over 10 pounds. This is not the norm. This is the exception. The second potential outcome is that body weight stays the same. We talked about maintenance calories earlier, when I say body weight stays the same, that doesn't mean that it stays the exact same on the dot. Back to our 150 pound example, body weight staying the same would be that body weight might fluctuate between 148 and 156. Again, that's just an example, but remember that daily weight fluctuations are normal and that's why We definitely want to track trends over time, and if you are on a body composition journey, don't solely use the scale to track your progress. We definitely want to take photos and measurements as well. The third outcome is weight gain. Unfortunately, this is very common and sometimes a necessary outcome in order to restore health, metabolic rate, hormone balance, and more. 
It can occur, especially for those who come from a background of extensive dieting or disordered eating. If you take it super, super slow, such as increasing your calories by 50 to 100 every two to four weeks, and you still gain weight during a reverse, we probably needed to gain that weight. Weight gain actually happened to me during my reverse diet last year. I gained six pounds during my reverse from 2,000 to 2,400 calories. I didn't panic because I knew that it was temporary. The way that I explain reverse dieting to my clients is that it's like middle school. It's a little awkward. It's a little uncomfortable, but you just got to get through it. My advice from personal experience with reverse dieting is to embrace it and lean in. In other words, trust the process. This is one of the most important concepts of success, especially when it comes to body composition. The other thing is that it can actually be fun to reverse diet because you get to eat more. Some of our clients actually postpone their fat loss phases because they want to eat more during certain times of year. For example, let's say that someone's body is ready to go into a fat loss phase mid-November. They often wait until the new year because they know that it's unrealistic for them to be in a consistent deficit through the holidays. Sure, it's possible. People have done it. Some of our clients have done it successfully, but it's definitely it definitely comes with more barriers or challenges, especially if you're a social person. And there's nothing wrong with waiting. Some of our clients have stayed at maintenance for an extra three to four months because they knew that it was not a time of year where they could be in a consistent deficit. For example, some people can be more consistent in the summer because maybe they have summers off. They can get more steps in outside. And some people, they choose to stay at maintenance over the summer because it's lake season and they go to the lake Thursdays through Sundays and they like to crack some cold ones with friends. So it really depends. You always have to ask yourself before going into a deficit, one, is my body ready? And two, is this a good time for me to be in a consistent deficit? Because consistency is truly key. But back to reverse dieting, it's basically the alternative of continuing to unsuccessfully cut calories that didn't get you anywhere. So the sooner you start eating enough, the sooner you can get to where you're actually trying to be. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Last summer, someone reached out to me for fat loss and she was stuck. She didn't feel good. She told me she was eating 1,200 calories for the past two years. She didn't think it made sense to pay me to have her eat more when her goal was to lose fat. It broke my heart because I know that eating enough would help her break through this frustrating plateau and help her feel so much better. Next, let's talk about who would benefit from a reverse diet. One, anyone who has been eating in a consistent calorie deficit for a prolonged period of time I would say four to six months or more. Again, the body is not meant to be in a calorie deficit long term. If you are obese, you can probably stay in a calorie deficit much longer than someone who only has 20 extra pounds to lose. But again, 
we always have to assess your biofeedback. How are you feeling? How is this calorie deficit impacting your sleep, your energy, your performance, your mood? And for women, your menstrual cycle. Because if we're in a consistent deficit, we might start to see changes with our cycle. And that's not something that we want, especially if it goes from regular to irregular. Two, Anyone who has been chronically under eating and has not eaten at maintenance for many years or months. Signs of under eating include chronically feeling hungry or not hungry, to be honest. Sometimes when people are in a chronic calorie deficit, they lose all appetite. They're never hungry. So either we're feeling super hungry or we're not feeling hungry at all. Inability to build muscle lack of menstruation. So we might lose our menstrual cycle. We might have irregular periods. We're chronically feeling exhausted and tired. We have low sex hormones. So low estrogen, low testosterone, and low progesterone. Usually if all of these are low, eating enough is step one to getting those to where they need to be. Infertility, poor sleep, waking up numerous times in the middle of the night, inability to gain weight, and a low sex drive. Again, there are more examples, but these are just some signs of undereating. Like I mentioned, I've had women reach out to me who have been eating 12 to 1,500 calories for six months to two years. They feel stuck and they just want to feel better. I am the bearer of bad news sometimes that has to say, hey, I know you're frustrated. I know that you're uncomfortable and that you don't feel confident. I know there's a little excess body weight that you don't want there, but your body is not in a good place to go into a deficit right now. But the good news is we can fix that by eating enough for a few months. Number three is anyone who just wants to take a break from a calorie deficit. Maybe you have six to eight weddings this summer. Maybe you know that this isn't a time that you can be consistent. Maybe you just want to focus on building muscle. Number four, anyone who is no longer seeing any results or progress in a deficit after being 80 to 90 percent consistent. Basically, someone who is doing all the things right, but they've hit a plateau. There are definitely things that we can do to break plateaus, but eventually we get to a point that it's no longer realistic or healthy to keep reducing calories or to increase calorie expenditure. Number five, anyone who has adrenal or hormonal issues or imbalances. Just to give an example, one of our newer clients just did a comprehensive hormone test. It's called the Dutch test. And her results indicate that she needs to be eating enough. Low estrogen, low testosterone, low progesterone. Her adrenals are all over the place. And it matches up because she's been dieting on and off for the past few years. Even though she's anxious for fat loss... Now is not the time. We need to get her biofeedback up. So we need to improve her her sleep, her energy, her performance, and we need to slowly increase her calories so that we fix everything first and foremost, but also so that we have a bigger budget in the bank to go into a deficit. 
if someone is currently eating 1,700 calories on average for the past few months, that's not a big budget to go into a deficit because we'd have to go down to 1,500-ish calories to create a deficit. And 1,500 is not fun. It's much better to have 2,400 calories in the bank, and then we can be in a deficit at 2,100. 2,100 calories is way more achievable than 1,500. So again, our goal is always to try to give our clients as much food as possible so that we can set them up for long-term success. And last, number six, anyone who has reached their goal, their body composition goal, their weight loss goals, and they are ready to maintain those results. Someone doesn't have to be symptomatic or experiencing metabolic adaptation to do a reverse diet. If you've successfully achieved your body composition goals and you want to maintain that, highly recommend a reverse diet to prevent that rebound adiposity. We work so hard to get to our outcome goal. The last thing we want is to not have sustainable results. In summary, we know that many people seek our help and support for weight loss or fat loss. However, Sometimes the body is just not ready for fat loss, even if you carry excess weight. We always have our client's best interest at heart, which is often why we reverse diet our clients before we focus on fat loss. Though this might feel like the process is going to take forever, it can be fun, and if we do it right, it's probably going to take less time than constantly feeling stuck or going on and off the wagon. So if you're listening to this, you're working out all the time and you're stuck, you're not seeing results and you're confused, it might be time to go up to maintenance and live there for a little bit. Hang out there. Another way that I like to explain the reverse diet is climbing a mountain. When you hike up a mountain, you don't sprint up, right? You slowly make your way up so that you can actually get to the top. That's the reverse diet part. Once you get to the top, you hang out there for a bit. You don't hike this giant mountain, touch the summit, and run back down, right? You hang out at the top. You take some pictures. You take some selfies. You have a sandwich. You have some water. You sit down for a bit. And then When you're ready, you go back down. So climbing the mountain is the reverse diet. Hanging out at the summit and enjoying the view and living your best life, that's maintenance. And then the fat loss phase to follow, that's going back down the mountain. Again, something that we don't want to do very fast. We don't want to sprint down the mountain because we're probably going to get hurt and fall. So both reverse dieting and fat loss should be done slow and steady. I hope this was helpful, everybody, and that you learned about reverse dieting. And I truly hope that this might be the solution for you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the channel and share with one friend who would benefit from this message. Need help with your nutrition? Find me on Instagram at DannyVRD or visit our website, pivotnutritioncoaching.com. Thanks for listening.